Cancer-resistant mutant wolves are roaming the Chernobyl exclusion zone. An airline has started weighing passengers ahead of takeoff. And a man was caught pleasuring himself in a divinity library and escaped handcuffs because of his slippery fingers. These are the weird stories from Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted, recorded, produced, edited by a comedian inside a closet. Here we go. Cancer-resilient mutant wolves are roaming the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Mutant wolves. They are roaming the human-free Chernobyl exclusion zone. These mutant wolves, they say, have developed some cancer-resilient genomes that could be a key to helping humans fight the deadly disease. So I guess to cure us all of cancer, we just nuke the planet. That's the way to do it. Yeah. We beat cancer and then we turn into uh, werewolves, right? I think that's a fair trade-off. Get rid of the cancer and we're all werewolves. That'd be pretty cool. It says here these Russian mutant wolves have managed to adapt and survive these high levels of radiation that have plagued the area after a nuclear reactor at the Chernobyl power plant exploded in the year 1986, becoming the world's worst nuclear accident in history. They've made some movies about that. I'm sure you're familiar with the Chernobyl incident. Humans abandoned this area after the explosion leaked cancer-causing radiation into the surrounding environment. And a 1,000-square-mile zone was roped off to prevent any further human exposure. I heard you can take Chernobyl um, exclusion zone tours, I believe. You know, for you thrill-seekers out there. (laughs) And bring your Geiger counter. It says... In the nearly 38 years since this nuclear disaster, wildlife has reclaimed the area, including packs of wolves who seem to be unaffected by the chronic exposure to the radiation. In this story, we have some uh, nerds. One is Kara. She's an evolutionary biologist. The other one is Shane. Shane is an ecotoxicologist. At Princeton University. Oh, yes. Yes, Princeton. Do you remember when we rode crew at Princeton? Yes, I sure do, Crippy. These two nerds have been studying how these mutant wolves have evolved to survive their radioactive environment. And they presented their findings at the annual meeting of Society of Integrative and Comparative Biology in Seattle, Washington, last month. Now, you're probably wondering, how did they go about this experiment? Well, in 2014, these two went inside the Chernobyl exclusion zone and they put GPS collars equipped with radiation dosimeters, 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 do the dosimeter, dosimeter, swing your partner, dosimeter. I think it's dosimeter. (laughs) They put these on the wild wolves. They also took blood from the animals to understand their responses to the cancer-causing radiation. With the specialized collars in place, the researchers got real-time measurements of where the wolves were, how much radiation they're exposed to, etc. They learned that these wolves are actually exposed to 11.28 millirim, millirim? Man, these scientific words, I just can't say them. Millirim of radiation daily for their entire lifespans, more than six times the legal safety limit for humans. The Chernobyl mutant wolves' immune system appeared different than normal wolves, similar to those of cancer patients going through radiation treatment, the researchers found. 
He even uh, found specific regions of the wolves' genome that seem to be resilient to increased cancer risks. This research could be key to examining how gene mutations in humans can increase the odds of surviving cancer, flipping the script on many known gene mutations. And we're going to need that if we're all going to migrate to Mars, which seems to be the plan, right? We've toxified the crap out of this place, so we got to go somewhere. So we just have to become... Uh, cancer-fighting mutants and then move up to the red planet and uh, have our big cancer families up there. I mean, cancer-free families. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, Any other information about what's going to happen to these wolves? These mutant wolves? Maybe they'll learn to fly and get a craving for Russian blood. That might be... (laughs) Was that too cruel? I'm so sorry, guys. No, I love Russians. I love them. I love love them. I do a great Russian accent. All right, so we learned about the mutant wolves. I'm concerned about the turtles in the area. Can we get an update on what's going on with the turtles? What's up with the turtles, specifically the teenage ones? An airline will start weighing passengers before takeoff. We all know what it's like to have our baggage weighed at an airport check-in. Most of us are also familiar with the crouch of shame, the position adopted when rummaging through a bag to remove something heavy when you've been informed your bag is a little overweight. But now, some brave airline passengers are actually voluntarily consenting to being weighed before boarding the plane. In a project by European carrier Finnair at its Helsinki airport, volunteer passengers are being weighed at the departure gate in order to allow the airline to refine weight estimates for planes prior to takeoff. Sounds like it's uh, strictly volunteer-based, so I would imagine most of the volunteers are on the thin side. I can't imagine... Some oversized person gleefully stepping on the scales prior to boarding um, to avoid any sort of embarrassment. Um, But I don't know. Let's keep reading and learn what's going on. The trial started on Monday of last week. And by the end of the week, 800 volunteers had already taken part. And uh, they said the airline was positively surprised by the number of volunteers. Their plan is to weigh a total of 1,200 passengers for the winter season and do another session for the summer. Uh, The airline is collecting this data about the average weight of passengers and their hand luggage for the purpose of aircraft balance and performance calculations that are needed for the safe operation of flights. So it sounds like they're just collecting data, weight data for the flights. You would think that they would already know this stuff. It seems to be... That to be important information before you take off if you happen to have an an overweight flight of some sort. I thought they were going to fine you for (laughs) being overweight. I thought the story was going to go there. You know, I'm a lightweight dude, so I'm not, you know, worried about such things, you know. I would would like them to uh, charge us by weight for plane tickets. I would benefit from that. And if you're really lightweight, maybe you get like a bonus. You get your baggage fee waived or something. You got to feel bad for the oversized people, though, if that happens, though. Now boarding. Heavy loaders, a.k.a. the hefties, can now board. You know where. Get under the plane with the livestock. <laughs> that would just be wild if they charged you by the poundage or the kilo. You see people at the, at the gym just working out intensely. Hey, man, you better calm down. No, no, man, I got to make weight. What are you, a boxer? No, man, I got, I got a flight to Atlanta. 
I got to get under the poundage. Now, it says here, Finnair is collecting data separately for both winter and summer seasons, since passengers tend to wear heavier clothing and coats during the cold Finnish winters. The winter readings will be completed in February, with the summer ones taking place between April and May. The airline will calculate an average weight from the measurements taken and will send the data to the Finnish Transport and Communications Agency for verification. These weights will be used for loading calculations from 2025 to 2030. Now, the concern is you're only calculating the weights using volunteers, as I alluded to earlier. Probably most of the volunteers aren't overweight individuals, so... Uh, is this data really reliable? I'm just, I'm just wondering. And uh, I'm not a mathematician or a pilot or anything. You know, I'm just speculating as I tend to do. I suppose for the time being, um, it won't matter what your way to fly. Um, you can imagine a situation at some point in the future, though. This could be a thing. You might hear an announcement. If you're flying thin air and you are above the max weight, you'll have to be transferred to thick air. Thick air? Thin air? Guys, come on, guys. That was a good one. Cancer-free mutant Chernobyl wolves. Cancer-free mutant Chernobyl wolves. They bleed out radiation and live on Mars. A man caught pleasuring himself in a library escaped out of handcuffs because of the luby hands that he had. Luby hands, I say. A man was recently arrested for masturbating inside the Vanderbilt University Divinity Library in Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) The Divinity Library of all libraries. The holiest of libraries. Yes, there's a little bit of a wank going on in the Divinity Library. Yes, this young man must have got a hold of the Old Testament. I tell you, there's some racy scenes in there. (laughs) It'll make you a little frisky, don't it? Now, it says here... uh, Officers responded after reports of a man watching porn on a library computer. Uh, I guess that pornography ban in Tennessee isn't working so good. You can can access it on the porn library computers. Good, good, good. While en route, the police received yet another call that the man was now actively pleasuring himself in the library. Well, College is stressful, I tell you. You know, sometimes you just need a release. Uh, When officers arrived, they found 25-year-old Mark Cowart sitting at a computer watching porn with his sweatpants down and his hand inside of his boxers doing his thing. Officers took Mark into custody, but he was able to slip out of the handcuffs because of an unknown substance on his hands. Well, I don't think it's unknown. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm sure we can piece this together ourselves, and we're not even members of the CSI team. I'm going to guess there's some lube on the hands, right? Uh, this guy gave him the old uh, Harry Palms Houdini, slipping out of the handcuffs. Hey, you know what they say, easy come, easy go, right? Hey! Now, I had heard that you could uh, grease some palms to avoid an arrest or to get out of one, but I didn't think that they meant literally grease palms to get out of the situation. It does say the lube on his hands from his activities are what allowed him to escape from the handcuffs. Uh, He was finally arrested and admitted to officers that he was touching himself in the library because, because, quote, he was horny. That was his reason. Well, you know, sometimes I get that way. They're in finals and I get a little horny. 
I get extra, extra randy when I'm in the divinity library for some reason. I can't explain it. Um, it must be the, um, the Nat Geo section. Uh, they state that Mark has been booked in the detention center on charges of public indecency, resisting arrest and trespassing and touching his paraphernalia. Paraphernalia, I tell ya. Is this the mighty lubricated man that the prophecy spoke of? I believe it is. Hey, my friends and loyal listeners of the Weird AF News podcast. Thank you for spending some time with me. Hope you had a nice weekend. Hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl. I had a great time. I'm still down in San Diego. Um, watched the Super Bowl with some friends at a casino. We had a, a, an after party at the hotel. And we just had a great time. I really enjoyed the game. It was, you know, to, for any Super Bowl to go into overtime, that's a good time because you get you get extra bowl. <laughs> you know, why just have one? Why, why just have your regular Super Bowl? Would you don't you want extra bowl with that? We got extra bowl with that, which was really really cool. Anyways, that was a lot of fun. As you know, I'm a huge uh, football fan, so great great weekend, great time, and I, I hope you enjoyed yourself as well and that you won some money and that you were safe and had a great time with friends and what else oh hey, if you want to reach out to me here's my email funnyjones at gmail.com if you want to call the show the number is 646-450-2012 and then you can follow me on instagram at funnyjones if you're new to the show please consider subscribing these are all the this is all the due diligence that i must do um, if you want to support the show, weirdafnews.com is the place to go. That's the website. You can buy me a coffee or a beer. Or you can join the Patreon. That's a place that you can join the Patreon, which is like buying Jonesy a coffee every month. And it's pretty cool. But anyways, I'll keep this brief. Um, I need to take a nap. I love you.